Bang. What is the deal? Another week. Amen for that. <laughs> another week working from home. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Charlie and Ponyo. Yeah, take 700. That's Charlie, <laughs> and this is Ponyo. I'm trying not to look at my phone. So you know what I realised? A lot of people, they hide behind their devices or they hide. When they're presenting, I realise people tend to hide. They hide behind a lectern or they hide behind PowerPoints. Mm. PowerPoints is, I would say, the number one form of, I guess, what do you call it? Putting mm. people to sleep in mm. any form of presentation. Mm. And that's the problem. We mm. are hiding behind our devices way too much. Simple as that. Mm. And I think if you're presenting to whether it's a big group or a small group, do not hide. Especially using PowerPoint as an excuse and hide behind <laughs> 10,000 slides. That is freaking boring. I'll, I'll cha- I'm just I'll, venting here. I'll, I'll challenge that and go give you the flip side. So if... If you are talking to points on a PowerPoint presentation and you need to get information across, mm. then that information is better shown as a, as a visual as opposed to talking through. So, it, you know, if you've got uh, an Excel spreadsheet with a couple of columns, it's easier to talk to the slide than it is to, to rattle off. Okay, so in column in the left A, we're talking about blah, blah, blah. And in column B, we're talking about... It's easy to say, okay, so from a visual representation point of view, this is what A represents and B represents. Talk through the slides, talk through the, the bottom. It's not about, I, I, I think what you're talking about is a lack of confidence in a person's ability to be able to present what they're talking about from a, from a, from, from a, 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 like a word or diadect perspective. Yeah, but I do agree with you, having the figures or the tables to back up what you're saying mm. that helps it's a, the the whole point of having a powerpoint or any form of medium is to support what you're saying and it also tailors to different people when they are trying to obtain information people might be visual 100% but uh, and I, I hear if you're just if you're putting a, a presentation a powerpoint presentation you put a slide up and you're just reading the powerpoint that's on the on the on the screen mm. that's not a that's not a presentation that's just rereading what people are already reading in their minds and not giving the people a, a chance to be able to digest the information the true source of the information the true message sorry the true message of what they they should actually be getting from the slide so if you've got five bullet points and it's a busy slide they should only be taking a few messages they shouldn't be taking one real message of what each slide is because mm. It's the same, it's the, the, the true adage is that if you've got a slide deck, people will only remember less than 20% of the information on the slide deck. Do you if know you, what If I you go back that? to people and, and you ask them what, what was on every single slide that they saw, they won't remember it. But of you course. ask what the core message is and hopefully that's what they remember. And so that's the through line that needs to be across the presentation. Now, from my perspective, could be wrong. But there needs to be a through-line message and an underlying 20-second elevator pitch message on every single presentation yep. so that, that if someone walks away with only knowing one thing from the entire presentation, that's the core message that they take away knowing. And it should be on the first slide and it should be on the last slide because people only pay attention to the intro 
until they pay attention to the last thing. Of course. All the numbers and all the bullshit and whatever it is in the middle doesn't pay shit. But sorry, that's just me venting. Do you know what I call the type of presentation where they're reading verbatim word for word on the PowerPoint slides? What's that? I call that an audio book. <laughs> that's true though. Because it, it's... <laughs> no, I've seen slides where there is... It's like a whole novel on one slide. And they're just reading it. Well, busy, busy PowerPoint presentations automatically put me to sleep. I go into screensaver yep. mode when I see a PowerPoint. Absolutely. I read the first word, the first sentence. I read the last sentence and I don't read anything in between. Because I don't I read got, anything. Because I've got better things to think about. Uh -uh. Um, but, but they say usually the in terms of... Um, tips for presentation they said maximum you should only have no more than 20 words yeah that's true which I agree with I don't like busy powerpoint slides no don't have time for busyness <laughs> anyway that's just me venting <laughs> so what else 10 weeks into work from home I cannot believe it double digits this is going to be the norm working from home I, I, I have a feeling I, um, yeah, I hope so. I don't mind it. I just, uh, the, the main thing for me is that, you know, if you work from home and you've got a rainy day like you did today and it's probably going to rain tomorrow and if I was working in the office, you'd have to drive into the office and you'd have to... Get out of your warm bed. Yeah. <laughs> Put on your work clothes. Yeah. Commute to work, whether it's Slave by Slave into work. Or train. Touching all types of door handles mm. and elevator lifts. And Cookie jars. Rubbing your eyeballs and getting COVID. <laughs> or you could be staying from home. Uh-huh. You could be working from home. I know where and I so would be. The, 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 <laughs> the funny thing for me is that People that call in sick when they're working from home. I just find that completely ridiculous. Because, yeah, the flip side of that is that you, you, it's raining tomorrow. You can wake up in your bed. It's nice and warm. You can still grab your laptop. Bring it on to your fanny. What? Knock out a couple of emails. Knock out a couple of phone calls. But just do them while sitting up. Mm -hmm. Have a semblance of work. Mm -hmm. Adherence, some coherency about working. Mm -hmm. Block out your calendar. Block out your calendar with meetings and blah, blah, blah. I haven't said that for a while. And just, you know, doing the bare minimum. Yep. But. You know, and, and, and you know what? Like and saving your annual leave hours. Exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Same your annual leave, exactly. exactly. You save your annual leave for when, you, when you're feeling... Oh, well, in Australia, you, you, you get annual leave. Yeah. Lots of parts of the world, you don't get that shit. But, you know, you save your sick days for when you feel better. I mm -hmm. think, you know, mm -hmm. they said that in kindergarten cop. <gasps> no, I've always, been, I've always been a fan of that because, you know, you, you, you earn the right for sick, for sick leave. So if, take it when you feel good. So you can go to the beach... You, know, you can do cartwheels in the street with your bum out, all that type of shit. But it's, I, I don't know. That kind of leads to the next point I wanted to talk about because I'm just like on a rant now, so I might as well keep ranting. Um, 
and it's an interesting point about stuff like that is like people thinking about like respect. What do you mean? Like respect is, is automatically given. Because of their age, because of their status, because of their... Title. Title. Mm. No, I don't agree. Yeah, I was going to say. Is respect given or earned? Discuss. Earned, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Regardless of your title or, or gender or um, status or your bank account, nah. Mm. That means nothing. If you, if you don't, and not only that, if you don't give respect to other people as well, if you don't reciprocate that respect. Mm. But what is the definition of respect? Oh, it's, you know, the ability to... Uh, Be courteous. Courteous. No. It's, it's, it's being mindful. Yeah. Of your, of your behaviour, but other people's behaviour. And it's about having a sense of, uh, you know, having achievements and, and, and people understanding that, you know, your accomplishment, there's a sense of accomplishment there. Yeah. And you don't have to like them. No, 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 but res- and, and that's, that's the... That's, that's the a kicker. Kick- <laughs> that's a kicker that you don't have to like them. It's not about, yeah, but it's not about liking or... Bowing down or... No, sucking or up to them, no. Having a, a, even like a deference to them or anything like that. A, a respect where respect is due. I think that's probably one of the greatest that's, sayings yep. ever. It's, it's, it's not about being deference to power or using adjectives in a certain connotation. It's about if people have accomplishments and they have earned a, a right to the placement where they are... Mm-hmm then they earn a certain level of adorations to higher word. Mm. But um, I guess the word for it is respect for their accomplishments. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, if you look at a brain surgeon, for example, I mean, and an accomplished brain surgeon, they're respected in their field as an accomplished brain surgeon. They they haven't gotten there just through... Mm -hmm pouring vodka on someone's head and making them better. They've studied, they've gone through all the trials and tribulations that have formulated that part of, you know, their soul to an accomplishment where people recognise it as something that should be held above something else. Would you 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 still respect somebody that's been handed the silver platter? A silver spoon in their mouth? Yeah. Like, for example, Kylie Jenner, the Kardashians, right? Oh, the dirty word. Oh, we said it. We promised to each other we weren't going to talk about the Kardashians, but here we are. She was named what on Fortune uh, that she's one of the top. She's a billionaire or something, exactly. right? Exactly. Self-made, that's it. Self-made hmm. billionaire. But there was a lot of controversy around that because people were saying, well, hang on, how do you be self-made when you, your sister, made a sex tape? Obviously, the money came from somewhere. Mm. Now, my question is, do you still respect Kylie Jenner to be a billionaire at such a young age? There's a lot to unpack in that question. Mm. Do you respect Kylie Jenner for being a self-made billionaire? Um, mm. 
I'd probably, I'd probably say yes. Mm. Just on so if it's a yes or no question, I'd probably say yes. Mm. Um, but do you agree with but, that statement? No. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I would respect it just because. <laughs> I, I probably it's it's probably saying more to the team and the people that she surrounded herself with to be successful than she mm. is in herself. But as, I mean, it's the same thing with. You go with it. What her sister Kim Kardashian? Mm. So you wouldn't. Nec- so she made a sex tape. So I, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily think of her being like a, a successful role model, but she sound- surrounded herself with a team and with people that mm. knew how to make her successful and be able to grow that. And if if, if you're talking about capitalist dollars, I guess then that's what if if that's what success is, mm. then she's. And her and by default Kylie Jenner are probably successful, but you know they're probably their lives are probably just as bad as everybody else's. Let's be honest with you. You know mm. what I mean? But you know what it is. <laughs> I I'm I'm with you on that. I do respect them, and I I am pretty sure. I, I, oh no 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 no. So that's a different thing. So I, I being <laughs> I respect them as earning the billions of dollars. I I don't necessarily respect the way them. they earned it. <laughs> you know what it is as well. They're they're clever. They're clever in terms of having, you, you're absolutely right, having a good entourage and they're being able to leverage off certain opportunities. Mm. And that, you've got to give credit where it's true. Oh, 100%. Yes. And, um, but I mean, you just got to milk that for what it's worth while you can because that shit doesn't last forever mm. at the end of the day. I mean, it's, there's going to be... You know what I mean? Like, looks if especially with they, what they're coming from is like the looks and the vanity and the narcissism that they're coming from only lasts for a certain time cycle or time period before it just cycles again into mm-hmm. you know they kick out the old, bring in the new, and it becomes something. Of course. Something else. Something, something else, else is going to kick mm-hmm. in. Mhm. Mhm. Mm. Um. Watching some weird ass show on mute right now. It's, it's like some weird naked people. Anyway, oh, it's not a porn. It is a porn. Um, it is important. The naked people on the show. What the fuck is this? Oh, oh Adam looking for Eve. Ooh. A TV show from Germany. Reality TV show. Yeah, where they're on a desert island. Oh, I love this, and they're all naked. Oh my god. Oh man. And they've got subtitles. Ooh. She's got a nice pair of titties. Oh my this god. This has got some dirty ball sack though. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, look at this guy that's about to come on the island, babe. Oh my god, oh. he looks like a motorbike, a bikey. A Harley Davidson bikey. Oh, oh nice my god. <laughs> Sorry. Um, good news came for me last week. Ooh. What's that, Charlie? Um, so, Zack Snyder, a director. He um, directed Man of Steel. He directed 300. Sucker Punch. He directed Sucker Punch. That's a good movie. Uh, Dawn of the Dead mm. was his first movie. Um, he was on a live stream on Vero watching Man of Steel. Like he's doing a watch party because when you're on COVID That's what you do. duties, you watch movies. While From the luxury of his theatre. Yeah. His but, own theatre. But, but, but also he's got hundreds of thousands of people just watching along with him saying, okay, so I'm paused at this area in the movie. Mm. When you get to this area, let me know. And then when in five minutes, we'll yeah. unpause it and we'll watch it together. 
which is pretty cool. And um, the Superman. So he watched it. With and Superman. At the end, yeah, and then at the end, Henry Cavill, who played Superman in the movie, came on, and there's a whole bunch of fans that came on the um, call, and they asked him um, about the infamous Zack Snyder cut of oh. Justice League. Uh-huh. So, so Justice League is, is with, correct me wrong, with DC, with Wonder Woman, uh, Aquaman. Yeah, Batman. Batman, Spider-Man. No. No. Flash. Superman. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and so Zack Snyder, so the backstory is that um, Zack Snyder directed Man of Steel, he directed Batman vs Superman, it didn't do too well in the cinemas, he was set up to direct uh, Justice League, Yeah. Um, so he was directing Justice League, he wanted to do two Justice League movies, part one and part two, hmm. he was... He, he locked down Justice League Part 1, finished it, mm. and then um, he's uh, had a family tragedy where his um, daughter committed suicide. Mm. And so he then had to bail from the movie. Mm. And then so Joss Whedon, the guy who directed the arch nemesis movies of that, which is Avengers, which did like billions of dollars, um, he, he finished the reshoots. And so he came in to... Justice League and directed the rest of the movie and finished the rest of the movie and then they released it under Warner Brothers and then the movie bombed because it was Do you think that's a rigged? hybrid of, of Zack Snyder's movie, J- Joss Whedon's movie and Warner Brothers executives saying this is what the, where they want the movie to be and it became this hybrid of this giant piece of shit that was the cinematic universe of DC. But so do you think some part of it was rigged? Verse. Not rigged, but some part... It doesn't make sense. For a director that... The the, the second director that came in to reshoot the, the rest of the Justice League, mm. he he made... What would you... What did you mention, you mention earlier? Oh, he made um, Avengers. Exactly. And Avengers that, 2 as well, I think. That did really well. He, so he directed fact, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So the fact that, that he stuff. came in and not destroyed, but had a different vision to Zach. I don't know. I don't. I just find it really hard to believe that he didn't do that well. Oh, it's because Zack Snyder was a, a completely different filmmaker than um, Joss Whedon, mm. and so if you get two different director styles and you try to meld them into one. It doesn't cohesively make any sense, and especially if you've got a um, studio that's meddling with the, you know, the movie, it, mm. and then all of a sudden you've just got executives that don't know shit about a movie. They're just there to, for the dollar sign. Yeah, hmm. trying to make a movie, and they completely fucked it up. But so that was three years ago, and so ever since the movie came out, everyone was had a hashtag with. Release the Snyder Cut. Mm, because he had enough material to yeah. perhaps put something together? Yeah, well, and so year after year, the, the, the crowd grew louder. You had people buying advertisements in newspapers. What? You had people buying airplanes that went over Comic-Con with a giant banner on the back saying, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. These are true yeah. hardcore fans. And then, two, and then a year ago... Yeah. On the second anniversary of Justice League, um, you had Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, 
all the original people, Jason Momoa, all the people that originally involved in the Justice League original movie saying, release the Snyder Cut. So they got on the bandwagon and go, yeah, yeah come on, Zach. Yeah. And then? And then you had the Warner Brothers guy. So apparently there's a uh, THR report saying that. THR? Uh, the Hollywood Reporter. Uh-huh. So apparently the Warner Brothers executives were starting to listen to... Or ultimately, because the funny thing is, so Warner Brothers is owned by AT&T, which mm. is a huge corporation. And so they gave a directive because they're releasing a... They're making a streaming service to compete with Disney, mm. Netflix and all that. Mm. Um, and they were saying, well, we need some content... Um, Zack Snyder shows this cut that you've got. Mm. And so he apparently brought them over to his house. He showed them a four-hour cut of what? his movie. Yeah. No visual effects. So it's like bare bones Raw. of this movie. Yeah. And they were like, we'll chuck in an extra $20, $30 million, get what? this finished, and we'll, we'll release it on HBO Max next year. As, as a movie or as a TV series? Oh, I think oh, it hasn't been defined yet, but they're yeah. just saying he's... They'll throw some money at it and say, finish the visual effects, <gasps> the ADR and stuff, and and get it out there. So this was this was um, announced at the viewing party. Yeah, earlier this last week. So this broke the internet. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Wow. Not like Kim for, Kardashian's for, butt, but for all the nerds. For the nerds. <laughs> but I think um, a lot of people hated Zack Snyder's movies. I always like them. I don't, um, I don't mind them. I mean, we watched a couple before. Yeah, we, so watched, re- we watched watch rewatch Sucker Dawn Punch. The, yeah, Sucker Punch and Dawn of the Dead. They were good. I always liked his style. Yeah. And I don't know why people were hating. People hate so much on his. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's too dark and it's too. You blah, can't blah, please blah. everyone, but, babe. As yeah. a director, as an artist, you can't please everyone. But I think it's it's the same thing with like some of the other movies or directors is there's a vocal minority that's very vocal mm. and it drowns out all the rest of the mm. other people but long story short Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League is coming in 2021 oh HBO watch Max. out watch Boom. out geeky Charlie's on roll yeah <laughs> that's all I got to say oh good job Charlie well done anyway that's it I'm gonna Huddle up in my bed and watch these naked people. Ooh, yeah. That's it, guys. Have a good week. Be good. Yeah, we won't have to do another uh, 700 takes. No. To 701. <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a good week.